Hey, how's it going? Hey, this is uh, Bill and Pastor Greg. Hello. Hey, and we're uh, here for Mike's 13 Teeth, One Ankle Monitor, and uh, we're back on the air today. And today we are talking about, what's the topic, Greg? We're going to talk about rejection. Uh, rejection, it's uh, something that all of us struggle with at one time or another. And some of us struggle with it to a, a de- varying degrees, sure. wouldn't, wouldn't you think? Yes, sir. Uh, some people like, kind of like, you know, rejection takes us to a dark place sometimes. Rejection takes us to a place where we finally feel that deep down in places we don't like talking about. It's kind of like a person like onions. You tear back layers. That's right. And sometimes those layers have been piled on top of each other and piled on top of each other for years. Like when in Children of Israel, when you start talking about the topography and the geography, you read like Tel Aviv. That word tail means things stacked on top of each other. And our lives get like that sometimes. So That's I think right. today we'll just talk about rejection. How, what, when did we first experience as people in the Bible experience? And help us encourage something because a lot of times when you're dealing with people with rejection, uh, you're they this starts being symptomatic about them. So uh, what well, hurts you that brought you to this place? So that's what you mean by systematic. There's something that brought you there. Yeah. All right. Uh, wh- what about rejection in your life? Have you ever had any problems with that? Sure. My mom and daddy uh, split and left me, and I have spent my life in a battling inferiority, insecurity, um, lashing out because I a child don't know how to process the abandonment of a parent. Oh, or even if the, the or even if the parent is in the home, right? A child and a parent rejects a child. They still don't understand how to process that. What did I do wrong? Why did my mom and daddy get divorced? And things like that. So that, and I spent my life without a mom and a daddy, raised by a grandmother who did the best she could. That's right. But a parent, a child needs a mom and a daddy, and um, um, very important. Excuse me. Well, no, that, that's uh, very right because uh, we see it all the time uh, dealing with people in recovery, uh, dealing just with the world sure. in, in particular. Sure. We see where things are really better at a uh, two-family household where mm-hmm. you have the man and the woman there. Right. So that, that's exactly true. And you may be wondering why are we talking about rejection today and we are and basically a uh, recovery group is what we are. Mm-hmm. But what would you say? I know what I would like to say. What would you say? Why are we dealing with this? Well, Talk about this. Uh, rejection hits everybody. I mean, there's people that, what started you drinking? Well, I don't know. I think my daddy got drinking. He left. I just kept it on. Or what made you right. addicted to pornography? Or what made you give yourself to multiple men uh, in and out? And a lot, lot things like that. So you always take it back to somebody, something that somebody hurt them. I think rejection falls under four categories, and we do it with these F. I think family is where you first realize it. And when you don't get that attention that you need at home from mom and daddy, you start getting it some way. And uh, then friends, you know, friends can be ruthless sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then our enemies reject us. That's wholehearted rejection. But it's some compounded on top of everything else. And then our failures that may be something we've done that's nothing more than a symptom of the first rejection. Right. That's the reason why when you, we're living in a day and age now that's beyond anything we've ever seen. Suicide is way up. Depression is way up. That's right. Um, prolific pornography is way up. and um, But you can always trace it back. 90% of people, uh, the men in penitentiaries, 
come from a home where they were not men in the home. So those men feel rejected. Now, it's not just find anything, any crime anybody did. We're just saying that somewhere we got off the rail. Right. And rejection is a very serious thing. And as a pastor, sometimes we don't get, we don't, uh, I'm dealing with people. And in my own life, my daddy rejected me. Now, maybe his daddy rejected him. Yep. And then we get, get to the point to where, okay, my daddy rejected me. I'm going to reject my kids. And God, and since we see God as our father, well, that's our first instance of how we view God. We feel like God's going to reject us. And that's a terrible thing. And let me say something to you. If you sit and listen to us today and in your heart, there's something down there that you don't want to talk about to your wife or your kids or your husband, your grand, your best friend. Let me tell you something. God loves you. He, God loves you right. right where you're at, just like you are. And he knows about those deep down dark crevices of your heart and life, just like he knows about mine. Now, God may have to take some time and pull them back. But if you was rejected by your mom and daddy, and a lot of people were, That's right. me being one including, and Bill may be able to speak it in his behalf, maybe your mom and daddy didn't know. I mean, this, we're not throwing eggs. Maybe your mom and daddy was rejected by their parents. They didn't know what to do. Maybe they were just doing the best they could. Best, the best they could. I was born to teenagers. My mama was 19. My daddy was 17. I'm an illegitimate statistic. That's what they call me. I'm a right. pastor of a church. But I deal every day with people that their life has been stemmed because they was rejected by their mom and daddy. That's right. So the first one that we are going to talk to, and, and what we would encourage you to do is if you are – dealing with rejection, or maybe if you've never even thought about rejection, um, maybe what what I would do right now is I would uh, get a sheet of paper and I'd just start writing down some things and then maybe fill in some of the blanks as we talk and all because this is a very big deal. This, uh, lead, right. this led me down a road. Now, sooner or later, I had to take responsibility. Oh, you're right. That, that's yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there can be some things that maybe started in your childhood that I – I had to deal with sure. after, after I got to a point to where I was wanting to deal with mm-hmm. things. So mm-hmm. if, once I started wanting to deal with things, I started having to look deeper. Why am I, why am I drinking? Why am I doing uh, drugs? Why yep. am I doing all these things that I know are wrong that are leading me down a, a road of just destruction? So rejection is one of, one of the big things that we mm-hmm. deal with because right. it leads to insecurities. Sure. Yeah, right, right. In, in your life. And that's a big deal with me, just insecure. And and the way somebody like me combats that is we're obnoxious. We're loud. We're, I, I, I thought the word was sarcastic. May, maybe that, too. <laughs> if I can tear you down, I'll build you up. Now, that may be somebody just DNA in their personality. That's I mean, because right. somebody says, whatever you do, don't say anything dumb around Pastor Greg. Because he'll call you out on it. But, and that, there may be some strength to that. But the truth that's is, right. the truth is, if I'm not getting the attention I need at home, I'm going to get it somewhere. And I'm either going to cut a fool at church, cut a fool at uh, work. Sometimes women don't get what they need, so they become controlling women. They try to manipulate things. They manipulate their husband. They manipulate their kids. They manipulate their job just so they can get the attention they're looking for. And I know we're I know we're pecking at places in our heart and life we don't want to admit because this will make you defensive. But the truth is until you and I look in a mirror and say, okay, you got a problem, and That's face right. it. We're not going to get any better. God didn't create you and I to be rejected. God creates you and I to be full of love. And there's principles in the Bible. There's a guy, Jesus Christ, was rejected by everybody, including God the Father. Remember, he turned his back on him on that afternoon when he was crucified. So by himself, he knows what it's like to be rejected. God had to. Ishmael, 
was rejected from Abraham and Hagar. He had to push him away. And Sarah. There's just a lot of ugly stories and pictures in the Bible about people that rejected their loved ones, and they went off and went crazy. All right, but uh, that Bible's 2,000 years old. How does that have anything to do with me? That's because somebody may be saying right now. Sure. They're, they're still people. That's right. They're still, and the thing about the Bible is, as you open it up and you read stories, those are real life people. David would rejected his son, you know, by sin and things like that. And brothers and sisters rejected each other. So when your family rejects you, that's the paramount. That's where y'all feel loved and helped and included. But the truth is, when that when you're rejected and isolated and no, that makes you feel like nobody wants you around, that's when things get bad. And I, I feel like you do with uh, the stories in the Bible. Uh, there are just so many stories in the Bible. Um, I, I love them because I'm in them. Mm-hmm. Amen. My family's Amen. in them. Yep, uh, yep. So for me, they are very relatable to things that are going on in my life today. Yep. So the first one that uh, we will be talking about today will be uh, the, the family, rejection from the family. Right. So what could... What did rejection in the because we're going to talk about from our personal uh, life right. what things have happened in with us, and uh, we're not going to be telling you what to do. We're just going to tell you what we've done sure, sure. and things that have helped us. So, uh, well, let me just ask you first: Were you rejected by your family? I was. I was rejected by my mom and dad. But let me say this again: Maybe they were rejected. Exactly. So, and if you don't receive love, you don't know how to give love. Sex is not love. Right. Sin is not love. Love is an unconditional choice that we make to stick by somebody. So when a child does that, now my grandmother stepped in, my aunt stepped in, they did the best they could. But a child needs a mom and daddy. Okay, because I didn't have that relationship with my mom and daddy, guess what? Especially my dad. I spent my entire life being obnoxious, being loud, being funny, and I'm pretty good at it. That's Uh, right. Just tearing people down. See, if I can tear you down, I can build myself up so I thought. But that's not true at all. And then, of course, I, through multiple relationships and divorce and child dying, I mean, that's all me. So if you're not careful, you'll start, okay, well, nobody really wants me around. But let me tell you something. The darkest days of your life, when you start really putting your, okay, what's wrong with me? Why do I make excuses for things? Why do I do that? Why do I, with my kids? God's trying to peel back some layers of your life. Right. The, when you wonder why everybody's forsaking you, why don't my kids do right? What's wrong with my wife? Why is my mom and daddy doing this? Understand that God knows exactly where you're at and what he's trying to do. So family rejection is normally the cornerstone or family acceptance is normally the cornerstone that children are uh, become confident, become uh, courageous, become bold. And there's a bunch of things when people, when we are forsaken, people get isolated. They say, I don't need anybody. The Bible teaches that a, a, a man, it's not good for man to be alone. So there's a lot of there are a lot of circumstances. There's a lot of symptoms that you start dealing with people that feel rejected, and um, family is the parent, the, the primary one that gets us going down the road. All right, let me start rephrasing my question to you in thirty words or less. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a podcast on how to not do a podcast. Hey, both of us like to talk, so when you put both of us together, hey, one of us is going to take over. But what we're going to try to do is we're we're going to try to match uh, forward. You're going to see us grow together. Sure. Or else kill each other. That's right. It's going to be one of the two. Uh, Rejection, all right, Uh, with you, you you said that you felt that because of your parents. Mm -hmm. 
doing that. All right. Uh, shouldn't, when you moved out, shouldn't that have already been over with then? Oh, or no. is it something that carries? Oh, yeah, something carries. In 30 so, words or less. You got scars. You got wounds. If you don't deal with the mm-hmm. wounds, they'll eventually scab over. But they're still there. Just because you move out don't mean you okay. Yeah, and our, that was very good what you said, uh, dealing with the scars. Mm-hmm. So these scars can last. So let, let's just be honest. Uh, sure. I, I believe, uh, just like a pastor does, uh, you know, my parents did the best they could, mm-hmm. the best they knew how. But they grew up in a different time than what I grew up in. Sure. Uh, so having to deal with these things, and what do we, especially men, wh- what do you think, what did you do as a man with it? Well, what I did was um, I covered it up because grown men don't do what? Cry. They don't cry. Right. Whatsoever. So, And, and I'll be honest with you, no, there is nobody walking down God's green earth that hadn't faced some type of rejection. Oh, without a doubt. Now, there are some people that figure out how to handle it. Okay, they rejected me. That's more on them than on me. But they may have been rejected. They don't know what to do. But I'm taking my problem to God. The older you get, I hate to say this, the smarter you get, and you'll right. go start going to God for your rejection. You'll take it out on everybody. All right. Well, look, going back to the family, mm-hmm. uh, today, how, how are things different today between you and your family? Uh, and, and I know your mother's done passed away. I don't yeah, know they your grandmother did. has. They all did. But, uh, all right, so what that can lead to is uh, bitterness and hate toward the person. Sure. Uh, Even though they're gone, they can consume our mind thought by what what they did, us not forgiving Mm -hmm. uh, what they've done. So how, in 30 words or less, how how have you handled uh, them being passed on, the the rejection? How how have you handled that? Okay. I realized, number one, that they rejected me for some reason. I don't know what that reason was. And did the reason have anything to do with you? No, absolutely not. Absolutely. I, I think that's the key, isn't absolutely it? Absolutely not. Uh, it, it didn't have anything to do with us. And I think when we take our, our thought process off of it, it's all about me. Sure. Then all of a sudden we can start to understand. And that's what right. you've done right. started doing. And the big thing I finally understood was I was valuable to God. Them rejecting me didn't have anything to do with my value to God. Right. And maybe you've rejected somebody. Uh, you rejecting somebody. Don't change God's value to you. So here's what I did. I've pressed into the Lord Jesus Christ. I got in the Bible. I had to find out what God said about me and then more importantly what God said to me. And let me encourage you with that. Uh, God created you on purpose and for a purpose. And that listen, everybody's went through a breakup. There's people that's had... You know, people sometimes, ladies, young women have miscarriages, and they feel like God's rejected them. Uh, these are all very serious things, and these all we talk about mental health a great deal today. This in, in today's society, and something sends us that way. So, family was first. What did you do, Bill? You say your family done the best they could. What did you do to deal with you feeling rejected? Well, what I had to do is I had to work on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and once I started working on myself, I started realizing that hey, it, it wasn't all about me. They had things going on in their life. They mm-hmm. did the best they could. So what happened to me was I started mending the relationship, and, and I'm so thankful that uh, God gave me time uh, sure. because uh, both my parents have passed away, and I was able to mend those relationships with both of them uh, before they passed away. So there was no bitterness inside me. Right. And and that right there, that healed that rejection because all of a sudden I, I knew that it, it wasn't where they were just saying, 
hey, I don't want you. Hey, I don't love you. They weren't saying that, even though that was the way I was taken right. from them. So with with that, I, I'm just thankful for that. So, hey, we encourage – what would you encourage somebody right now if you're feeling rejection from your family, not not anything else, just your family? Number one, if you could talk to them, talk to them. Exactly. If uh, you can't talk to them and it's bothering you, talk to somebody. Right. And um, we're at 500 East Main Street. I promise you, you haven't done went through anything that we haven't went through and don't know somebody has. Right. And uh, so we get rejected by our family. Okay, that sent us a director. What's the next thing? Friends. Oh, and they're not being betrayed by a friend. I thought we got to choose our friends. Yeah, <laughs> thought we did too. Uh, we used to call them about being stabbed in the back. <laughs> well, the the big thing with uh, if I've been, I went through rejection. And, and now, all of a sudden, I, I don't feel like I belong anywhere. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, the friends that I'm going to make are more than likely going to be the wrong friends mm-hmm. that I should be making because I'm going to somebody that's going to easily accept me. Mm-hmm. And that easily exception for me came through drugs and alcohol. Well, if we're drinking a 40 together, then, hey, we're we're friends. Or right. we're smoking a joint together. Hey, we're friends. Or whatever the situation was. Right. But with friends, uh, it, it can hurt, I believe, sometimes even more than family. Sure, sure. And you start approaching relationships with friends like, okay, my family's rejecting me. They're going to reject me, so I'm just going to act like somebody needs to be rejected. And I'm clairvoyant, so I'm going to say, okay, this is going to happen. I'm just going to be a fool and, you know, loud and obnoxious and angry or isolate or cuss everybody. I'll just be mean, manipulative, or whatever I got to be. Since I'm already going to be rejected, might as well just go ahead and set the stage for it anyway. And that's what costs a lot of people their relationships. And, you know, I think that when we are rejected and we become that fool at the party and Uh all that because we're trying to draw attention to us, we can lead ourselves in some dangerous areas. I know I've done some stupid stuff in my life that I never would have done if I felt accepted. I was just trying to get that acceptance from everybody. Hey, everybody wants Bill at the party. Hey, everybody just crazy about Bill. Mm -hmm. Hey, Bill is this, Bill is that. When in reality, I was just a shy, timid guy that was really just wanting people to care about me. That's all that it was. And let me say this again. God offers you what you're looking for with other people. I used to preach teenagers a lot. I used to tell teenagers, you know what kind of dumb mistakes teenagers do to get acceptance from their friends? You know what girls do to get acceptance from guys? And guys do to get acceptance from their buddies? Well, it just don't stop when you turn 18. That's you right. turn 25, 35, 45, 55, whatever it is. Yeah, it don't um, stop. It don't stop at all. That's right. But what you're looking for is found in Jesus Christ. That's right. Well, now, my eyes were looking down and around. What we're doing is uh, we have nobody back behind the count, the console. <laughs> just right us now. today. Hey, it's just us. <laughs> so we've got a couple of things right here and trying to read. And, hey, I've got to have glasses on to be able to read. But I was looking, even with my glasses, I can't read this. Well, what is that? Foes. Well, he spells foes different than me. F-O-E-S. Hey, he, w- he went to Hoganville. Foes. All right. Well, I I don't really care. Give a flip about my folks. So right. why why would I be afraid of them rejecting me? Because it's real rejection. Uh, somebody that's may right. hate your guts, but that's still rejection. And uh, so you got your family rejected you. Now, this is great. I've had my family reject me. I've had friends reject me. Okay, now we're compounding. Now I'm making enemies to say I had enemies. Oh, nobody likes me. Well, is, are you being proud about that? Or are you just a compounding fool? 
And nobody wants you around because you just out to hurt yourself and everybody else. Or somebody your foe on account of some stand you took or something. But rejection under, under any circumstance is still rejection. If you don't handle it, you'll get bitter about it. All right, and with foes, for me, what happens is a lot of times is these people are, they don't went past friends. Mm-hmm. They don't went past family. They are now bona fide of just people that I just hate. They're, they are my yeah. enemy. Mm-hmm. So getting somebody, somebody getting to a point to where you absolutely hate their guts and they hate you, that's, that's probably about the worst one out of this yeah. list, I yeah. think. Yeah. And really, when the pastor brought this up, I thought, well, why are we talking about this? But as he started to explain it, I, I thought, you know, these are the people that hurt the worst is, is when somebody has done become such, so distraught with you, so angry at you, so whatever at you because you've done this or you've done that, and now you are foes at sure. each other. That, that's, that's a hard and one. Right we'll, we'll become fickle. We'll become self-centered. We'll become right. selfish. We'll be nobody talks to me. Nobody loves me. I'm quitting this job. I'm leaving this marriage. I'm leaving this church. When the truth is the problem is with us. That's right. Um, Pastors get like this. They don't want me here. They don't want me there. Nobody's my friend. They're wrong. I'm right. And all this stuff. When the truth is the pastor's been rejected, and instead of stopping and working on his rejection and what it's done to him, we're getting mad and taking it out on everybody else. All right. I started to do something right then, but I didn't. So I'll do it right now. Hey, there. <laughs> Put the camera back on me. <laughs> You see how even that could lead to, to rejection? Sure. Oh, put the back on me. I'm paying for this. Oh, boy. Um, We're trained professionals. But with rejection from, from people, at one time, I had more people that uh, hated me or I hated them mm. than I had friends. Well, would, you, would you think? Oh, yeah. That well, one time I know I did. Oh, sure, sure. So I, I and I really think that's where most of us are, and, and really that is when I started. Like if I said I started having to evaluate my life, I had to start saying, "Hey, what did I do? Yeah, what did I do?" And, and sometimes I, I just had to suck it up and just apologize for it, and and then the the whole relationship got better from that. You know, right. when you when you want to look in the mirror, and the, here's where you know you're making some groundwork. When you look in the mirror and say, "You may be the problem." And start going back in your mind and your heart, dealing with rejection. My family did this to me. My friends did this to me. My foes did this to me. But I'm not going to let go any further. And God accepts you. You're heading somewhere then. You know, I I think that when you make that move, that's that's a huge move. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can Uh, just bare knuckle with God. uh, And and that right there will lead to huge results. Mm -hmm. Now, the results might not be the way that you want it. Uh, There might be some people that uh, I've done hurt so much that they still don't want anything to do with me. And you can't blame them. You can't blame them. And sometimes uh, one guy asked me one time, he said, you you think that, now he said, uh, oh, they cut out the overtime me today. And I said, well, if you was the boss, what would you do? And he just kind of looked at me. Yeah, because all of a sudden he realized, hey, if I was the boss, I'd cut off at you too. Sure. You know, so sure. yes, that self evaluation is mm-hmm. huge. All right, and then we have failures. How how in the world are failures hooked up to rejection? Every time we fail, well, I'm a failure. I'm there a flop. Go. I'm a loser. That's right. Why? Because you've been rejected in every area of your life, and instead of handling, hey, I'm, this is not. So ask me how I know, because <laughs> we've done it. That's and, right. Uh, if we're not careful, we we'll continue to do it. 
you know, and I think with all these failures for me, uh, again, this list has helped me out more than anything. Uh, and then the pastor and I talking about it, uh, I look back over my life and I see where I felt, and I felt more and more and more rejected. You know, not only did people not like me, it seemed like any circumstance that I went back into, mm-hmm. it seemed like I got rejected out of it. And then all of a sudden, this is what I did. Well, God must hate me too. That's right. I must be so bad off that God even hates me. And for me, that that was like when I started hitting the lowest of lows and when you think not even God likes right, me. Right, You know, when you, sure. And it just, you build on top of things. Your family rejects you. Well, they don't love me. Your friends start rejecting you because you act now on Your family rejecting you. Well, they don't want me around. Right. Then you're going to get enemies. Then you your failures because now you're setting yourself up. But let me say this again. God loves you. That's right. And you may have to go back to the beginning and say, God, I'm still upset because my daddy died in 1981, and I, I, can't, I can't deal with it. Wife left me. Husband left me. And mm-hmm. talked to a lady, or talked to a lady, knew a lady the other day. She'd been married and divorced 11 times. 11 times. And she just says, I keep failing, I keep failing, I keep failing. And I'm going to get one. The next one's going to be right. next one's going to be right. right. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. not. You still, you're not a bad person, but you're making dumb decisions. Right. I talked to a girl several years ago, had nine abortions. Nine. Now, I don't care what the progressive liberals say. You know what that does to the psychology of a person that goes through that? It's not fun. And uh, so, but even it doesn't matter what you've done. See, we, we, sometimes we become known or our identity in our sin. Right. And Jesus Christ wants to be have our identity in him. So when God does all this, he cleans us up and he speaks into our heart that he does love us, that intimate, personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and he lets his love flow in our hearts and lives. That's when you can walk a room with your shoulders squared up. It don't matter what you've done in the past. Right. It doesn't matter who rejected you. God of heaven and eternity accepts you. That's if right. you'll repent and be, ask him to forgive you and be saved, he'll, he accepts you. He loves you just like you are right where you're at. Yeah, and that, that's why I think that once once I come to a place to where God loves me, where I'm all right with him, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I can start building on these other relationships. I, mm-hmm. I can start trying to mend them. I can try, try to restore them. Um, and then just like you said, I mean, sometimes they're not going to be restored, and I just got to let that be where, right. wherever it is. But, hey, I, at least I offered that olive branch out there. At least I, I wanted it restored. And then just move on from there. Right. You're not a failure in a flop anymore. Right. One of uh, one of if if I'm giving advice to anybody out there uh, today, I, I just hope that uh, maybe you just come to the realization that maybe you're dealing with rejection in your life, and through that realization, you realize that I need to work on that. Right. And through knowing that you have to work on it, uh, you you go to God. You go to somebody else, and, and you start talking this out because I found with myself that I, I could not do this myself. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. no way. So what I did was I, I went to God first, and then I've got other people, and I've still got other people in my life. Uh, you know, you and I talk daily, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll say, well, hey, so-and-so, you know, did this, and I didn't like it. I don't think they want me calling them no more. And, and you'll say, well, hey, look, stupid, uh, he wasn't even there at the house. His, he left his phone there. Sure. You know, so sometimes it can be just things that are made oh, up yeah. after you've been through it. So yeah. I hope that uh, maybe you'll go through a list. Uh, what what would be something that you would suggest? I would do the same thing. I would 
um, I would start going back. Where did it start at? Because, see, sometimes I know the thing lady right now, she was Melissa's little girl. Her mama knew about it, and it, she just always spiraled out of control. Mom and daddy got divorced at an early age, and uh, mom and dad listen to me very carefully. I know society puts a cheapened price on divorce. They did a study several years ago of 10,000 couples, and 80% of those couples, six months down the road, wish they hadn't got divorced. Now, I've never in 20 years of being a pastor has ever recommended anybody get divorced. That's right. Never, and I will never do it. I have recommend separation. I recommend counseling till hours and hours, but never divorce. Your kids deserve a mom and a daddy. That's he right. may be this, she may be that. I understand. I understand. Sometimes things happen. I'm divorced. Bill's divorced. You divorced, ain't you, Bill? Years ago? No. No, Bill's yeah. never. He ain't never been where we're at. So we right. just, I'm talking <laughs> to you. Um, and I'm a pastor of a church. Hey, I've been a lot of things. I had to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's been everything but. Um, no, I was that. Debbie and I got divorced. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry, Bill's been everything we are, plus that. That's right. Plus a few uh, more. Yeah. So what I'm trying to tell you is please get some counseling. Please. Before you throw that marriage away, because just understand, you say what you want to do, but he knows we love him. She, if you love her, you'll stay with If you love them kids, you'll fight for that marriage. You'll fight hard. And let me tell you something, and this is a hard truth, and I know this, we may get one view, and it's probably us, but let me tell you something. Uh there's always two snakes or two people dancing in a marriage. That's right. You can blame it on her. You can blame it on him. But please think about that because what you're going through is a symptom of rejection. You don't want to send them kids down that road. Please That's listen right. to me. I beg of you to listen to me. And I could sit here the rest of the day and talk about kids whose parents oh, got I know you should. And they, they lost it. And Bill can too. But by, here's how Bill has to deal with it. People come here addicted to a meth pipe. Or they come in our celebrate recovery and they're addicted to alcohol, liquor, or they snorting cocaine, or whatever they're doing. Why? Well, my mom and daddy, you always go back to my mom and daddy. So let me encourage you today. If you if you find yourself in that situation, look at me carefully in this camera. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter where you've been. Now he will continue to love you, he will continue to help you, but there's got to be a point of repentance. And that's where you come to the point and say, okay. I'm tired of making all my decisions based on rejection. I want to start making my decisions mm-hmm. now based on God's acceptance and love for me. And That's he right. will and he'll help you. All right. Hey, uh, we thank you for listening today. Uh, we hope this helps somebody out there. And uh, you can always come up here to celebrate Recovery sure. Hogansville. It's every Sunday at uh, 3 p.m. at First Baptist Church, Hogansville. Amen. So now we're going to try to cut this thing off. And hey, y'all God have bless a good you. afternoon.